In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be, I'm Free, with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Love that guitar. I never get tired of hearing that guitar. Happy Monday to you. I hope you are good because we are good. Are we good, honey? I think my husband is on the air with me. Are we good, honey? Are you good? Absolutely, my dear. (laughs) Good. Well, people, we are looking forward to the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, One of our traditions is that we invite people who have uh, no family nearby or no family. You know, uh, my husband is retired military, so a lot of the guys are stationed in remote um, locations and they're away from their family. And so we always extend an invitation to... um, some of the GIs that if they need a place to go, they can come to our house. And I was excited and rebooted when my husband let me know that we have at least, I believe, four people, um, three adults and a child coming this Thanksgiving. So we're happy about that. We love to share the holiday with someone, someone else who, who needs love. I have already made my list of Uh, you know, my menu and my ingredients, and I've already bought my sparkling cider. So I'm getting ready, folks. I hope you're getting ready because this is a time of Thanksgiving. Of course, we celebrate and we thank the Lord all year long, but this is just a special day that um, uh, has been designated and set aside to just give God thanks for the many wonderful blessings and the things that he has done for us. So tonight, um, to start the show, I would like to know what you are thankful for. 
I sent out some emails this week and I did get some responses. So I'm going to read some of the responses that I got. And if you are out there listening and you have never called me and never called in on my show, I want to give you a number. The number is 877-864-4869. I want you to call me and let me know what you are thankful for this Thanksgiving. The first email I got was from Romika, and she says she is thankful for being called out of darkness and into the light. Of course, she's talking about spiritually being called out of sin and walking in the light and and the righteousness of the Lord. Uh, Then I got an email from Lori who says she is thankful for power, love, and a sound mind. You know, there's a lot of people right now who do not have a sound mind. They have mental illness. They don't have peace. They are troubled. They are disturbed. She says she is thankful for power, love, and a sound mind. And then I got an email from Miss Angie. And Angie says, I am most thankful to God for my family and spending quality time with them. Thank God for another awesome year. Exclamation. Amen, Angie. I certainly thank God for my family and, and, and having a family because even as we speak, there are those who do not have family. There are orphans. There are people that are disconnected from their families um, through death, through uh, tragedies of different kinds, through abuse. Um, so I'm very, very thankful for my family. And then we have an email from Elizabeth, and Elizabeth says, there are so many things that I am thankful for. One, being able to wake up in the morning and see another day for having the operation of my mind, the activities of my limbs. We take the little things for granted, and it's a shame. She says, I am truly thankful for God's miracle called life. So she's thankful to be alive. She's thankful to be alive. And I agree. We do not want to take the little things, the everyday things, the things, um, you know, that some of us just assume are going to be there and happen for us. We don't want to take those things for, for granted because in the Lord, we live, we move, and we have our being. Our breath comes from him, and we should thank him for that, okay? Then we have our good friend, Miss Mary. She's a repeat, uh, she's a repeat um, writer and she's very supportive of this ministry and this show and she emailed and she said i am thankful for god's grace and mercy which have sustained me through all my good times and my bad times you know sometimes we forget to thank god in even in the midst of the bad times Sometimes it's hard for us to remember that, but we, we do need to thank him in the midst of the bad times because it helps us to be appreciative and grateful for the good times. 
You know, we don't get cocky and arrogant. <laughs> she says, I'm thankful for my children and extended family, for my true friends and their prayers in my difficult times, for life and a chance to possibly leave my footprint on this earth, and for my guaranteed place in heaven, which was paid for on the cross over 2,000 years ago. Happy Thanksgiving, M. And I tell you, that just makes me want to get ready to, to stand up and dance. I felt a little excitement in my spirit because she says, and for my guaranteed place in heaven. Heaven is a guarantee to those that have accepted Christ as their personal savior, who have acknowledged their need for him and their, their transgression against God. It's a guaranteed place. It's not something we have to wonder about. Hey, man, I got excited about that one. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Mary, for sharing. And then we have, um, well, this person didn't put their name. They only put their email address. But uh, Eleanor, I know this person, so I'm going to say Eleanor sent us an email saying, I am most thankful for Jesus who has saved my soul and for life and strength and for family. God bless you both. All right, so I am thankful for these responses. That's the most responses that we've gotten since we started doing the show. And because I expected some people to respond, I decided that I was gonna play a little song to kind of go along with what we're saying and to express my thanks to the Lord. So thank you, thank you, thank you. first started the show um, and I want to give him a chance because I'm so happy that he's on the air with me uh, to tell us what he is most thankful for tonight and um, what are you thankful for Mr. Christopher Jones most thankful for well I'm thankful for that um, 
beautiful voice I just heard singing, <laughs> which is my lovely wife. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and more than anything, I'm thankful for what Christ did for me, for dying on the cross, for the remission of my sins, for the work that he's already done. And he actually doesn't have to do anything else. He's already done it. And if he doesn't do anything else, he's done more than enough. So everything else takes a back burner. I'm, I'm just thankful so much for, for the Lord and the work that he's done. And for the, as you said earlier, as Ms. Mary said, the promise that we have. Um, mm -hmm. And that's all I have time for. Well, you're out of time anyway, so <laughs> good job. <laughs> Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Vision Onward is a mission. Vision Onward is passion. Vision Onward is compassion. It's God's power being shown in the world today with the guidance of the Holy Spirit through Jeff Holly and his family. And now, it's here on Toginet, Monday evenings at 9, 8 central. Vision Onward began over three years ago when Jeff and his family felt that after sitting in a church for years, they had come to a place in their faith where they were tired of sitting around and talking about their faith. They actually wanted to do something about it. So they decided to use their time, treasures, and talents that God had blessed them with to help those who have, by no choice of their own, been born into a world of poverty. So they walked away from the American dream, which they realize is actually a nightmare, so they can help others find hope in what seems to be a hopeless world. For more on Vision Onward, go to visiononward.org. This is truly a God-led adventure of the heart and humanity, making a difference for Christ. It's Vision Onward with Jeff Holly, Monday evenings at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. So where were you in the 1970s? Well, this Saturday morning, we're going to flash back to the 70s as we count down the classic hits with the American Rock and Roll Countdown. You'll hear news and information and stories about the artist and what was going on during the specific week that we highlight. So be sure to join us at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time this Saturday on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. Thank God. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, dear, you were cut off by uh, a commercial break, but 
um, I don't want to cut you off. If you have more to say, of course, I want to give you time to say what you're thankful for. So continue. Okay, well, I was talking about the, um, the promise that the Lord had, had given us and me and all mankind that I'm thankful for. And um, I'm thankful that he's um, given me the mind to be mindful of him mm -hmm. um, in our everyday, everyday travels and, and giving me the, the mind and the wisdom to look to him when talking to other people who are not necessarily believers mm -hmm. or who are believers, you know, mm -hmm. and to, to take everything back to him, back to the word, mm -hmm. instead of trying to be something that I'm not, lead people lead people to the cross because the cross is always going to be the right answer. So I think I'm thankful for, for him giving me that, that soberness of mind mm -hmm. and, and the ability to lean on him. I'm Amen. thankful for, for my family, of course, my, my children, my parents, my brothers, um, because he's kept us, he's he's blessed us. We've been through hard times, but mm -hmm. we're here today. And there's many people, many people who are not here today. This is the eleventh month, you know, of this year, and there's many that that are already gone on. And so I'm thanking him for breath, uh, a, a clear mind, and knowledge of him. Mm -hmm. So that's that's. And this opportunity to even reach somebody over over the air, right? Because you, know, you, you never know what another person's um, footsteps they're walking in. So I'm just thankful mm -hmm. for that, and that's all I have. Well, the scriptures tell us, "Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus." And and we know that there's a lot of people who do not have the mind of Christ, nor the desire. Yeah. to understand the things of God or to, you know, conform to the things of God. So I, I hear you loud and clear. And with that, I want to say what some of this, I could not tell at all. I could not tell everything that I am thankful for, but I am also thankful for salvation. I'm thankful for healing uh, healing of my emotional wounds and spiritual wounds um, from the things that happened in my life, from the traumas that happened in my life. Um, I'm thankful for you because you are just absolutely wonderful. You are more than I ever dreamed of, you know, more than I ever thought was possible in a man. You know, you're my best friend. You're my lover. Um, you're just wonderful, sweetie. <laughs> and, of course, I thank the Lord for my children. I thank the Lord for the special people in my life um, that I have relationships with, with special people. I thank Him for His Word because it is a roadmap and it's a guideline and it gives us something to go by. We don't have to do this on our own, you know? I thank Him for the Holy Spirit. Um, I thank Him for provision, for providing for us, for my health. I mean, I could go on and on and on, but so that I don't get carried away, I'm going to thank Him for deliverance. That's going to kind of sum up 
what I want to talk about tonight, being delivered, being set free from the emotional and spiritual bondage of my abuse as a child, that I can live free now where I am no longer a victim to those circumstances, to the negative thoughts, to the self-defeating thoughts, to the de self, um, well, I was going to say self-defensive, but that's not the right word. But, you know, from the, from the feelings of uh, shame, that I can be bold now and I can speak out about what God has done for me and that he has counted me worthy to share this with others. So we're going to be talking tonight about deliverance. Okay, people? So if you are listening, get your tea, get ready. Uh, before we get into the topic, Chris told me that he liked that song so much he wanted to hear a few more seconds of it. I guess if we can play it for just for my honey. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you all the day. All the days of my life, Lord, I thank you, thank you, thank you. I thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you all the days of my life, Lord. I thank you, thank you, thank you. I thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank all the days of my life. Oh yeah, see, I can go with that. <laughs> I thank you, Lord, every day of my life for your goodness, for your grace, for your mercy. All right. You got your tea, people? Did you get happy? Did you feel like patting that foot and clapping your hands? Okay. Well, I'm excited because I have been looking forward to this topic because everything up till now has just been laying a foundation. It has just been kind of giving you some history. It's been kind of building you up and getting you ready for your deliverance. If you are listening to this show because you have issues, because you have emotional bondage, because you have spiritual bondage because you're looking for answers, then I'm happy to tell you that there is freedom in Christ, that he can set you free from those things so that they don't hold you back anymore, so that they don't prevent you from accomplishing everything that God created you to accomplish and intends for you to accomplish, from having everything that God wants for you because his thoughts and his plans for you are good and not evil in spite of the things that have happened to you. His thoughts, his plans for you are good and not evil. And I want you to know that if you have an ear to hear tonight, if you have an ear to hear, you will hear from God. He speaks through his word. He speaks through his servants. He speaks through situations. Okay. I want to see some people set free tonight. I pray as I speak tonight that ears will open 
that people will hear for the first time, even if you've heard this before, that you will hear it in your spirit tonight and begin your path to freedom. Deliverance can be instant for some people or it can be a process that all depends on what you are being delivered from and how serious and how desperate you are to be free. If you are not sincere in your quest, if you are not sincere in your request, God knows that. He knows if you're still content to wallow in self-pity, okay? He knows the thoughts and intents of your heart too. And so he knows when you are sincere and when you are serious. If you are sincere, he knows that too. And you know what? He's listening. He said that his hand is not too heavy that he cannot save and his ears are not too dull that he cannot hear. While we are yet speaking, he is listening. When God restored my relationship to him, I tell you, I was desperate for him. By that point in my life, I was desperate, people. I was desperate, so when he responded to my cry, when he set me up, when he wooed me, when he, when he kept tugging at my heart and letting me know that he was there for me, and I responded, it was because I was desperate. And from that point on, I was all out. I was 100%, you can't hold back. When you want something from God, you cannot hold back. You have to be all out. And that's the kind of person I am anyway. It's all or nothing with me. I don't do anything halfway. I don't do anything half-cocked. <laughs> Is that true of me, Mr. Jones? <laughs> I'm a very passionate person. Can you witness that? <laughs> Yes, I can. <laughs> I'm a passionate person no matter what I'm doing, whether it's nursing, whether it's singing, whether it's teaching. I'm a passionate person, okay? So, talking about deliverance, and I know a break's going to be coming up pretty soon here, but I'm still going to read this title. If you have been victimized by sexual immorality, you must first realize the magnitude and the prevalence of this offense is bigger and greater than you. This whole uh, circumstance, this whole situation, it's bigger than you. As long as we focus strictly on ourselves. You know, when trauma comes our way, as long as we focus strictly on ourselves, as long as we think we're the only one, as long as we, you know, internalize everything to the point that we think it's only happening to us, we are going to have a victim mentality. We're going to have a victim mindset about that. And as long as that is where you are at, it's going to be hard for you to climb out of that hole. So you have to first realize that the magnitude and the prevalence of this offense is bigger and greater than you. 
If you were a child when this offense happened to you, you must come to the terms with the fact that this violation was not your fault. Be back after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, The Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what The Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to teen driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Hi everybody, this is Pete Six of Beatles and Beyond. Why don't we all come together and hear some of the tracks off the latest Beatles release on this radio station. Why don't you look up the schedules on this radio station and join me and Beatles listeners everywhere to hear these latest releases from the Beatles on Beatles and Beyond with Pete Dix. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Just just a reminder that our call-in number is 877-864-4869. If you'd like to call in and tell us what you're thankful for tonight, we welcome your call. We are talking about deliverance, and I'm going to repeat my last statement, okay? If you were a child when this offense happened to you, You must come to terms with the fact that this violation was not your fault. 
do not accept the lie that this was your fault, that you did something, that you deserve this. There must be something wrong with you. Do not accept that lie because it was not your fault in no way, shape, or form. Assuredly, it is someone else's fault. It's someone's fault. Whose fault? The fault, I say, can be directly traced to Satan, the fallen angel, also known as Lucifer. Why? Because he is the originator of sin. Sin didn't come into this earth until he deceived Adam and Eve. They accepted his proposition and sin came into the earth. That's when human nature was changed and sin came into the earth realm. So it can be directly traced back to the fall of man and the creator of that fall, which was Satan himself. Okay. In addition to Satan, you can be assured that someone in your family lineage, lineage has committed some form of sexual sins may not have been rape, may not have been incest, but they have committed some form of sexual sins and you are suffering from the consequences of it, of someone else's actions. Because we've been talking about generational curses. We've been talking about the fact that the sins of the fathers are visited on the children to the second and uh, I'm sorry, to the third and fourth generation. Okay. So resist the lie from Satan that tells you that it was your fault. The Bible tells us, submit ourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So every single time those thoughts come to you, every single time your thoughts try to tell you that you are at fault, something's wrong with you, you consciously open, open, you consciously think these things and you open your mouth if you have to you open your mouth and you say i resist that thought i resist you satan i resist that thought it was not my fault you have to make a conscious decision to battle against believing that okay this is going to be difficult to do why because the bible also tells us that we don't simply wrestle against flesh and blood but against spiritual wickedness, against satanic forces, against demonic spirits, and they lie to us. They whisper thoughts into our ears. They attack us through situations. They attack us through persecution from other people, like, for example, the abuse that happened in the first place. They oppress us and even possess some people and they, their, their goal is to keep us bound, to keep us weighted down, to keep us from knowing the truth about ourselves. And it's so interesting how Satan launches these attacks when we're children. A lot of people, this, when, this happens when you're a child because you're at such a vulnerable place. You're, at such, you're so vulnerable, and he wants to prevent you from ever knowing who, who you are. He wants to damage your relationship or your opportunity to have a relationship with God because he wants you to blame God for what happened to you. 
He wants to keep you from knowing the truth about who we are, what we were created for, and who he is. So many people say they believe in a God, but they don't believe that there's a devil. And so he, if he can keep you from believing that he even exists, then he can keep this, this swarm of lies, you know, circling around you. You know, some, you, you may even hear things from other people, people in the situation or people in your family may say it was your fault. They may try to blame you, even if you are a child. I've heard stories and situations where the child confessed to their mom what was happening and what was going on and the mom became angry with the child and said, you know, well, it was your fault. What did you do? You know, you're walking around here wearing those type of clothes or you're walking around here acting like you're grown and this and that and the other. Well, if you're a child, that was your mom's responsibility and your father's responsibility to teach and to train you and to give you that kind of guidance about how to dress and how to carry yourself. And that doesn't matter anyway when you're a child. A, an adult or another person has no right, no justifiable right to do that to you, okay? But you can resist the enemy's lies with God's help and with the power that he will make available to you. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about the power of God. See, God is so loving and he is so concerned about us that he doesn't leave us comfortless. If you accept Christ as your savior, if you believe that the father sent his son on your behalf, then he also promised to send you a comforter. He promised to send us a comforter and he said he would lead us and he would guide us into all truth. And with that comforter comes supernatural power and the ability to overcome evil, to discern evil, to resist evil. As you grow in God, you will be able to, you're, you know, you will be able to, to, to resist evil when, when, evil thoughts come your way, when temptation comes your way, you'll be able to resist instead of giving into it and becoming a victim to it over and over and over and over. If you are not a child, but a young woman or simply a woman, when, when something like this happened to you, say you were raped, um, you must examine yourself your lifestyle and your actions to determine whether or not you bear any of the responsibility for your assault. And I know some people don't want to hear that, but we have already discussed how women put themselves in dangerous situations all the time with absolutely no thought or consideration for their own safety because they have bought the lies. They have bought lies that teach them and tell them that they can do anything they want to do, go anywhere they want to go, uh, and dress any way that they want to dress. Am I saying that the clothing in itself caused this? No, I'm not. But I'm saying that we have to examine ourselves and see if there was anything 
that we did that did contribute to this assault. This does not absolve the perpetrator of his or her actions in any way. It absolves you. And that statement actually just made me remember that I need to make a correction from last week's show. We had Miss M who emailed us and she wrote in and uh, we were celebrating and rejoicing with her because she finally got the courage and the strength and the ability to come forward and to tell about abuse that happened in her life when she was an eight-year-old girl. And as I talked about that on the air on her behalf, I assumed that her abuser was a man. And she emailed me back and corrected me and said her abuser was a woman. So same-sex abuse is occurring on women and men on children. Okay, and I and I and I just wanted to clarify that um, and, and not let that go, because the fact that she was bold enough to finally come forward, I didn't want to misrepresent her statement in any way, shape or form. So this does not absolve the perpetrator or his or her actions in any way. It absolves you. The truth sets us free. If we can face the truth about our situations, our lifestyles, our choices, then we can do something about it. With God's help, we can do something about it. Okay? If you're even partially responsible for what happened to you, the guilt will torment you. You will continue to carry the shame and the ill effects of the spirit that violated you. And you will have no spiritual legal recourse to use in your defense when you try to get free, delivered from your torment. You won't have a spiritual leg to stand on if you can't first be honest. And I find that that is a major issue with so many uh, people is that they, they will not even be honest, not just about something like this, but about things in general. They will not take the time to look at themselves, to examine themselves and be honest about their condition, honest about their needs, honest about what's going on with them. People walk around day in and day out and they wear a mask. They wear a mask of loneliness, mask when, when they are lonely, I should say, mask when they are depressed, mask when they are defeated in their walk, but they pretend and they won't be honest. And if you can't be honest, then you will not have a spiritual leg to stand on. Gotta be honest, gotta come clean. Be back after the break. <laughs> Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. 
Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon central on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey. Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Thank God. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. We are talking about deliverance. We are talking about being set free. How do you get set free? How do you overcome after something so tragic as rape or molestation? You know, how do you get to that place? And I'm talking right now about, um, first of all, being honest with yourself, um, acknowledging whatever possible role you played in this offense. If you are a woman, if you are an adult, we're not talking about a child. We're not talking about someone who had no choice. But if you are an adult, and I know that that is a weighty, a weighted statement. I, can, I felt the weight of that and how some, some may react to that statement because I even, I even talked before about how I have heard my own self. I have heard viewpoints from those in certain organizations such as the, the Rape Crisis Centers who, who say that uh, rape is never, rape is never 
the woman's fault or the, the, the victim's fault. And I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that because some people do put themselves in very dangerous situations and they need to acknowledge that and they need to um, make those changes, you know, even if it's nothing more than being aware of your surroundings, um, not going out late in, late at night unattended uh, or by yourself if you don't absolutely have to. I mean, there's just some things that you can do to prevent these kinds of things. Uh, date rape situations where young girls are going to parties and frat houses and stuff and, and um, being by themselves and getting drunk and, you know, in a room full of men. I mean, those are things that you can do to prevent prevent yourself from from being raped and being violated so how could your lifestyle or your actions have predisposed you to being sexually violated that's a heavy question that's a heavy question but you need to if you have found yourself in a situation like that and I just you know I pray that if you have, you'll understand that I am, I am not beating up on you. I am not. But I'm trying to help you get over what has happened to you. I'm ha trying to help you get set free because these are things that I had to consider. Even though in my situation, I was definitely a child. But as an adult woman, I can look back and think on situations that I put myself in where that easily could have happened to me again easily could have happened to me again okay so how could your lifestyle or your actions have predisposed you to being sexually violated well number one by not knowing who you are in God not honoring the place and purpose he created you for you are predisposed at that point Sometimes that may not have even been your fault. Sometimes it may be because your parents didn't teach you anything about God, didn't teach you about the word of God, about right and wrong, about um, uh, sin, about spiritual uh, warfare, you know, that, that there are angels, that there are demons, that, you know, that there's a war for your soul going on. Maybe, maybe no one ever taught you about that and so that could have predisposed you to being violated not only sexually but just in life you know when you don't know who you are when you don't know the privileges and the rights and the protection and the things that are available to you then you you will you will conduct yourself in a manner that is less than you know if you're if you're really an heir to the throne and you don't know it, <laughs> let's say, let's say uh, your, your, your father was the king and somebody took his life so that you would never get the throne because they wanted to assert his authority and take over the throne. Well, you're walking around acting as a servant. You know, there's a, there's a movie out about that, I believe. <laughs> There's an old movie like uh, called Cinderella, <laughs> and there was something similar like that that was going on. The 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 wicked stepmother was treating the daughter, who was truly the heir and truly the royal person, like she was the servant, 
and the slave and giving all the good things to, you know, her, her children. And then finally, Cinderella came to realize through circumstances and situations that she was the true heir. I think that was a remake of the original movie, and I can't remember what that movie, oh, I'm bad with names, what that movie was called. Um, but I believe it was a remake of the original movie. What's that, honey? Ever After. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, in, in Ever After, here she's thinking that she was the servant, you know, because they treated her horribly. They made her cook and clean and work and dogged her out, just totally dogged her. Well, because she didn't know who she was, because she didn't know, you know, that she was the rightful heir. She, and because she was a child, there's that pattern again, because she was a child, this stepmother was able to lord over her. But finally, one day she found her place. She found her place and then she began to act like and conduct herself like who she was really called to be, okay? As a woman, as a female, you represent the nurturing aspect of God's nature. In his image, he created male and female. God has a nurturing side. And we as women, we represent that side of God. We are examples of that side of God in the earth, the nurturing aspect of God. Before the fall of the human race, women possessed great intellect, and we still do, skills and abilities such as nurturing, such as caring, such as possessing great understanding, such as being uh, uh, procreators, uh, child bearers, able to bring forth life, such as teachers, such as leaders. Um, we have been everything from, from soldiers to judges to doctors, uh, even throughout time, even in biblical times. You know, there was Deborah, Deborah, who was a judge and who was a warrior. You know, there was Mary, who was the mother of Christ, you know, who you could say was uh, one of the first prophetic uh, people or ones to proclaim, I should say, the gospel after her son was crucified and resurrected. I mean, there was um, Sapphira and Ananias, uh, Oh, those aren't the ones, those probably aren't good examples. Uh, I'm thinking of Aquila and Priscilla. That's probably better examples. <laughs> but all the way, yes, 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 all the way back in time, there was Ruth, there was Esther, uh, there was Naomi. Um, wow, there, there was just uh, powerful women of God. Some of the same qualities were placed in men too, but many of them were unique to women. They were essential for life and equally impacted the quality of life and the culture of the human race. And I am going to stop there because I want to take the time 
considering Thanksgiving is coming up and because of the things that we're talking about on this show, I, I want to take the time to say a word to those who are who are in maybe a woman's shelter right now in a woman's shelter, in a children's shelter, because you are the victim of some abusive situation or some traumatic situation. And I, I want to read an email that I received from the House of Ruth, which is a women's shelter here in Maryland. During Thanksgiving, so many of us are thankful for so many things. Thankful for family, for friends, for jobs, for plates that overflow and for a home in which we feel safe and secure. Unfortunately for the clients of the House of Ruth, Maryland, a home in which they are safe and secure is a mere wish, not a reality. During this holiday season, we ask that you remember our clients. Remember the women and children who won't sleep soundly at night because they don't know when their abuser will strike again. Remember the women and children who will spend their Thanksgiving at our shelter because going home means risking their very lives. And I want to end our show tonight playing for you another song in which we express our thanks to God. And I want to let you know that the music to these songs that you have heard tonight was played by my wonderful husband, Christopher Jones. Hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. Pray for those that are in shelters and in horrible situations as we go off the air tonight.